Welcome to episode one of our podcast. I'm Kate. And I'm Tammy. And this is Knit Together. Thanks for joining us today on our first ever podcast episode. Tammy, why don't you introduce yourself so we can get to know all of our listeners? I would love to. <laughs> what do you want to know? Um, I'm Tammy, like she said, and I have been knitting since um, May 2005 was when I learned how, but I didn't really take it up seriously until the fall of 2005. So um, how did you learn to knit? Who taught you how to knit? Well, actually, it was a friend of mine who lives in Alaska, and I didn't even want to learn how. I, I had absolutely no interest in it. I did not know that I was a knitter. And my um, sister asked if I knew how to knit one day, and I said, no, why would I want to do that? And she said, well, why don't you find someone to teach you, and then you can teach me because I want to learn. <laughs> and that didn't make any sense to me, so I said, why don't you find someone to teach you? And she said, no, I would rather learn from you. So it was probably a, even a year after that conversation happened, and we were visiting um, my friend in Alaska, and she had always done cross-stitch before, so I asked her what she was working on. She said, oh, I don't do that anymore. I've taken up knitting. And I said, oh, good, you can teach me how so I can teach my sister Kathy. And so while we were out there, we went into a Fred Meyer store and bought, like, you know, without knowing any better. Um, and my friend wasn't with us at the time. And um, we bought the long metal needles and, like, this horrible, you know, furry kind of <laughs> yarn, you know. I mean, it was just... It was so wrong on so many levels. <laughs> and, you know, we take it back, you know, like my other friend that was with me, and we take it back and it's like, look, we got yarn and knitting needles so you can teach us how to knit. And, and Michelle goes, not with that, I'm not. <laughs> and we're like, okay. And she goes, I told you I would take you to the yarn store. And I'm like, the yarn store? You've got to be kidding me. You mean in the store that all I sell is yarn? <laughs> you know, what kind of crazy, you know, thing is this that you've gotten mixed up in? And so the next morning she took us to a store called Knitting Frenzy, which I'm very sorry to say is no longer um, open up in Anchorage, but there's um, plenty others up, up that way. We walked in the store, and I was just like, ooh, the colors, the textures, ooh, it's soft, ooh, it's pretty, mm. ooh, it's expensive. <laughs> <Yeah>. um, <laughs> you know, it's like, so, you know, we talked to the, the shop owner, it's like, and she explained, they're just getting started, you know, what's the basics that they need, and so we bought size 8 um, circular needles, they were bamboo needles, and a tapestry needle, and um, I think I got three or four skeins of yarn, and spent about 60 or $70, and was just like, oh my goodness, this is just absolutely insane. Michelle actually started me on a feather and fan pattern, so wow. the first thing I ever knit was lace, wow. um, and, and didn't know any better, you know, so I was yeah. like, okay. She was just like, you'll learn how to do everything on this, and I'm like, okay. So, you know, driving all over Alaska, we were knitting in the in the van, and, and that's how we learned. How about you? Well, um... Mine was not quite so easy, I guess. The first time I realized that I wanted to knit, I was in Florida, and I asked my great-grandmother, Yetta, if she would teach me how to knit. And she said those horrible words, um, I don't knit, I crochet. No! <laughs> yeah, and so um, I went to the yarn store called Walmart, and um, bought some, you know, 
uh, Red Heart variegated yarn and went oh, back. Oh, tell me you didn't. Yeah, I went back and my great-grandmother said, okay, we're going to make a hat and here's how you crochet and started me out. And she gave it to me and I was fumbling around and I wasn't getting it. And she said, no, you're doing it wrong and took it back from me and, and worked a couple more rounds, I guess, or whatever it's called in crochet. And she uh, handed it back to me and I fumbled around some more and couldn't get it. And she's like, no, no, just, just let me do it. And she crocheted the whole hat for me. So well, that doesn't help you learn. Yeah. <laughs> so a year later, um, I told my husband, I was like, you know, I really just want to learn to knit. I think I'm going to like teach myself to knit. And he's like, okay. So we went to Hobby Lobby and we walked down the knitting aisle and there just happened to be like a teach yourself to knit, um, boil book with like metal needles and a bunch of little notions and normally it was like $30 I think for the whole kit with like some stitch holders and like some plastic tapestry needles and you know just really basic stuff that you would need like a size um, 8 metal needles and a size um, 10 I think or something so I got that and some yarn and I came home and sat down opened up the book and it's like okay step one make a slip knot. And I was like, how do you make a slip knot? I have no idea what this book is trying to show me. So it took me like an hour to get the slip knot and then about <laughs> an, an hour to cast on. And then I wasn't sure if I was casting on right. So I did what any good knitter or geek like me would do. And that was take pictures of everything I was doing and post them on Flickr and then immediately email anyone I knew who knitted. And that's how I met a lot of people, you know, just through Flickr right away. That's a, that's a great idea. It never yeah. even occurred to me to take pictures, you know, in the early stages. Yeah, and it, um, you know, there were a lot of hurdles teaching myself to knit like that, and so I thought, you know, let me take a class through Michael's. So I went to Michael's, and I took a 30-minute class from a lady who really had no idea how to knit. Now that I, I took that same class. Yeah, she's I'm like, sure it was the same person. She kept telling me how much cooler crochet was and how knitting was hard. And she taught me how to knit English style as a thrower. And um, as you know, I'm not English now. I am continental. And um, that was because I took, I don't know, I went to, um, oh, my birthday last year. So I've been knitting for one year now. And my birthday last year, I went to Kansas City and I visited one of my friends, and uh, she got into our car to go to dinner, and she goes, oh, my gosh, is that knitting? And I had my knitting sitting in the console, and I'm like, yeah, it is. And so she's like, show me. I want to see what you're doing. And so I started knitting, and she's like, oh, you knit the Christian way, don't you? And I was <laughs> like, what? <laughs> and she said, yeah, you knit like a Christian. She's like, I learned that way. And then I went to see my mom, and she's like, no, let me show you how to knit the Jewish way. And so... Yeah. <laughs> I've always said, you know, I knit the Jewish way now, and, uh, That's funny. and you're apparently the Christian way, huh? Uh, I guess so, <laughs> although the lady at Michael's told me I was knitting continental, and mm. I think it was because she was actually wrapping the yarn um, clockwise instead of counterclockwise uh. on the needles, and... I was like, well, that's not how I learned, but, you know, it's like I went into the class, I knew how to knit and purl and to cast on and to bind off, and I thought I would learn something, you know, more advanced, mm -hmm. and it was basically, well, no, you know, I already know how to do this, and there was this one poor lady 
I just couldn't get it, and I was trying to help her. <laughs> and she was like, I give up. I'm just going to crochet. And I just felt like a failure. <laughs> like, no. And and we should probably say, we, we really don't have anything against crocheters. Yeah, yeah. Um, our <laughs> tagline just... in, our, in our website is... It's a complete joke. <laughs> yeah, we, we, we really, you know, it's just we, we, we do play up on, on the fun of um, the... Knitters versus the, crocheters. The, the knitters versus crocheters. Yeah, we uh, we totally love crocheters. Come crochet at our Knit Together night anytime. We welcome you. Absolutely. Well, I uh, walked into a yarn store the first time, and um, these are my husband's famous last words because we went into... Um, Knitwit in Olathe, Kansas, and uh, I thought, you know, that's when I wanted to go to a yarn store, a real yarn store. I didn't even know we had one in Springfield, so we went to this one, and um, we walked in, and I said, you know how I am, I walk in, and I'm like, okay, I don't know anything about knitting, I don't know anything about yarn, I can barely cast on, I can barely knit, show me what I can buy that would help me knit something, and they were like, okay, well, you know, Let's go over here. And so as we were walking... I'm surprised they didn't say, show me your credit card. <laughs> exactly. Well, we were walking over to uh, the sale rack because she thought, well, here, buy a bunch of sale yarn that you can play around with and see what you like and learn the brands and then go on from there. And so we went over to the sale aisle and as we were walking over there, she's like, so, you know, you picked up knitting. And he's like, yeah, I guess she thought that she needed a hobby. And, you know, well, at least it's not that expensive. And she <laughs> totally stopped in her tracks and was like, and then, you know, he like picked up his first skein and it was like a cashmere skein, oh, no. you know, like $60 for 60 yards or something in cashmere Angora or something like that. So he quickly well, That's okay. Left. In Alaska, the first yarn store I ever went to, of course, it's Alaska. I'm picking up the Kiviet. Oh, you know, yeah. a lot of people have not touched Kiviet in person. I have seen the muskox. I have pilled Kiviet and... <laughs> And, you know, and, of course, it was like, you know, 60 to $80 for, you know, this wow. little teeny tiny, you know, ball of yarn. It was just like, oh, my word. And what do you do with that? Like, make the world's most expensive pair of gloves or line a hat with it? or um, Primarily, it, it, it is actually a la probably more of a lace weight. Mm. Um, but the, there's actually um, a co-op that's called... Um, well, I'm not sure if the if the co-op is called this or if that's the name of the store, but it's called Umming Mox, mm -hmm. and it's it's actually in downtown Anchorage. And all of the villages, the, like the Eskimo villages, um, they have their own patterns. And and because the muskox is so um, it's so hard to actually get the caveat that they actually don't um, typically sell it. Especially, I mean, at least from the the um, Alaskan. I think there's some. Yeah. I think Windy Valley Muskox um, is, is a brand that that I'm not sure where. It's like they're being raised for uh -huh. the Kiviet rather than being out in the wild. So it is very limited. But this is how the women in the villages, like, earn an income. So they And they have their own patterns. Yeah. And so they will, you know, knit the patterns of the, the scarves. And then it's, um, they'll be primarily scarves and what's called a smoke ring. Mm-hmm which is basically like a scarf in a tube, but it goes over your neck and then you can like pull it up over your head. So it's like kind of a, a hat or, or, you know, it drapes over your head and then around your neck. Um, and then the um, further north um, the villages are, the more rare the patterns are, so the more expensive 
mm. um, they are. But um, it's it's really kind of cool. We can I can um, post some links on our website um, in the show notes after this. Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah. I didn't even like For people to know a little bit more about Kiviet, I, I, this really wasn't a, a path we thought we were going to take, but <laughs> that'll work. We knew we might go that way. So, um, what was like the hardest thing about knit when you started to knit? And I'm assuming that you didn't really know anybody else here. If Michelle taught you, and she's in Alaska, and you're in Missouri, so. What was the hardest yeah. part about? I, yeah, I think the hardest part was the lack of support mm-hmm. because, you know, my, my friend um, Robert and I, Robert's my husband, and we went up to visit um, Michelle with another couple, Steve and Ginger. And so Ginger was my other friend. She learned how to knit. But um, she didn't get quite as hooked on it as, as I did. Um, so although she, she still is knitting and, and working on a baby blanket right now, but I think it was the lack of support because I started this feather and fan scarf and, and of course I didn't get it finished while I was we were up there for the week and um, I remember knitting on the plane coming back and I think I worked on it some you know once we got back and finally you know finished it maybe a month later mm-hmm. and then you know I was like you I didn't know we had a yarn store here in Springfield. And we actually had two at the time. One of them has since closed down, and it was the only one that was in the Sun Book. So I went out there, and because and, I was all excited, it's like, ooh, another yarn store, and was really disappointed um, because I was comparing it to my experience at Knitting Friendly. Mm-hmm. And um, so I, I just, I, I didn't buy anything. I walked out, you know, without buying anything, and I came back home, and, and, um, I don't even think at that point I even ventured into, you know, like going to Michael's or Hobby Lobby. Mm-hmm. And I, I just, I, I let the, you know, my needles languish. And and then come fall, I'm not really sure what, you know, made me decide to really kind of start back up again. Um, but I remember I went and I, I bought, um, you know, some various yarns from Hobby Lobby and um, when they were on sale and some extra needles so I had some different sizes and then um, another friend from church um, who works for a local radio station Christian radio station and she's um, one of their salespeople um, I'd, I'd mentioned something about you know knitting and and she said oh have you been to that yarn store on you know there on South Campbell and I was like what yarn store we have a yarn store <laughs> a yarn store goes, a real one like, she goes, I, well, I think it is. They have a lot of yarn. And well, she's not a knitter. She didn't know. And yeah. I'm like, where? Tell me where. And so, you know, the next chance I got, I, I walked in and um, was was quite frightened um, by the owner yeah. because, you know, it's like I didn't. Yeah. I was a little intimidated and I was just kind of, you know, and, and I think she could tell I didn't know what I was doing, and here I am, I'm like walking around and around and around in the store, and I was probably there for 45 minutes or an hour, and and I did actually end up buying something, so I think once she knew I was spending money that she was, you know, a little bit um, friendlier, but I'm just, I'm just really hard, you know, with strangers to, to get to know them, so, you know, now uh, I go in. And, you always say and, that. <laughs> well, it's true, it's true that... But I think, yeah, that was the hardest thing, just not having, you know, anyone else that – I didn't know there were others out there like me. I felt like there was something wrong because I was just obsessed. It was like, you know, I wanted I wanted yarn. It didn't matter if I didn't know what I was going to make right. or if I knew how to make it. 
I mean, I wanted yarn. I wanted patterns. It was like a foreign language, and I'm like, I don't care. It's pretty. I can make it someday. <laughs> and so I was building a stash without even knowing what that meant. Ah. You know, so I mean, it's just it's it's been a fun learning experience. Yeah, I'd like to hear from our listeners how many that may be for our first ever podcast, um, whether or not they were bitten by the bug or whether they slowly got into it. Because I know there's some people who you know started knitting when they were little and then they kind of picked it back up and they knit a little bit. And then there's people like you and me who just went crazy. We like learned to knit and just never looked back and were knitters, like knitters at heart. And um, I don't know that everybody's like that. You know, I know several people who learn to knit, they know how to knit, they like to knit, but they just haven't um, got the bug yet. You know, they don't knit as much and don't care about yarn that much either. Yeah, it's it's crazy because, you know, I, I thought something was wrong with me. And then, then I found, you know, you and, and, and our other knitting friends from mm-hmm. Knit Together on Thursday nights with Sarah and, and Brianne used to be able to come, and, and it's like, I'm not alone. <laughs> I know. That <laughs> There's more people like me. <laughs> I think that that's how uh, you and I met was that um, I started reading Sarah's blog and, um, you know, and started asking her questions, and, you know, I was just impressed with the sweaters and socks and things like that, and thought, well, you know, I just talked to her a little bit, and then uh, she mentioned to me that you guys were meeting up that night, and I thought, well, you know what, I think I'll go. I mean, my husband was scared to death that I was going to meet strangers with sharp, pointy metal needles, but, you know, (laughs) it all worked out. (laughs) And I don't even think Sarah was there that first night. I think it was just me and Brianne. Yeah, she called in. I think she said she couldn't make it after all, so. Yeah, and it was like, you know, we were like, okay, well, we're going to go try and find this stranger that we don't know (laughs) know, at at Panera Bread and and knit, and it's like, well, it'll be okay. <laughs> it'll and, be fine. And I do remember, it's like after after we'd met you, and I think you had gone to get either your, your dinner or, um, you know, a drink refill or something, and Brianne looked at, at, and I looked at each other, and we were like, let's keep her. <laughs> Aww. So, so you made a good impression, you know. Yeah. And then I remember your husband calling, and, and you were like, yes. They're fine. No, they're really not. <laughs> they're not. No, they're me. not stalkers. <laughs> I think I hung up and said that was the safe call. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to make, I mean, because obviously it's not like he could understand our knitting obsession, you know, without right. And I don't think he realized how true it ran deep within me after only a month or two of of actually. But that knitting. was actually a very. It was very sweet thing. It was a very smart thing to do, and and yeah. I I would recommend that. You know, I mean, if, when you're meeting. Yeah. complete strangers, you know, you just, you never know how it's going to work out, but um, always you know, have fortunately a safe for call. us. <laughs> yep, always have a safe call, and uh, if you ever need a safe call, you'll let us know, and we will be your safe call. Leave us a comment, let us know you need a safe call, because you're going to meet some strange new knitters, and you might need a way out. And then you'll have strange, you know, podcasters that you don't know. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> calling, calling, calling you. you. <laughs> That's is much everything better. okay? Yeah. Are, are, are you sure? You're fine? <laughs> <laughs> not that that we, would ever We really be it. are not crazy. Yeah, not that that would ever be it. I mean, as uh, as many people can probably tell that uh, they have simu- similar experiences. You meet a knitter, and um, they are just the nicest, kindest people you will ever know. I mean, 
there's just so many stories about stuff like that, I think. So there's it's just having that that underlying understanding and 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 connection even if you have absolutely nothing else in common which um for us was actually you know what don't we have in common yeah um which was just kind of crazy but um you know it's like you you just you have that to draw upon and so you know it's i'm pretty much spend an hour or two knitting with you know just about anybody yeah i think i've proved that myself you know knitting with pretty much anyone sometimes, even alone. <laughs> so um, let's see how we, um, I talked to Tammy and I said, Tammy, let's do a podcast. And, and I said, okay. She said, all right, a podcast. Great. So I think this is going to come to a surprise as a surprise to some of our knitting group people, right? We've been keeping it secret and it's been hard. Yeah, it's been hard. We're really sorry, guys. Yeah, but, you know, we just wanted to work out some of the bugs and everything first, and, you know, we'll, I'm sure we'll have you on the show. Yes, we will. We definitely will. We we will introduce our listeners to, to our group and, and our friends, and we'll probably have to figure out a way to um, record one, one Thursday night, you know, while we're actually yeah. at, you know, um, knit together the, the knitting group versus knit together the podcast, so. Right. So we can... Um, you can expect a podcast from us bi-weekly, I think, twice a month. Yeah. And um, we will definitely try to keep that schedule for you guys. And hopefully we'll get better. This, yeah. this is new to us, and we're, we're learning. So, you know, if you have any tips or hints for us, you know, leave us comments, send us emails, you know, tell us, tell us what you'd like and don't like. And, and you know, we want to try and be a blessing and an encouragement to you. So it was Jeremy in 1983 in his Ocean Pacific tea Who got a bloody knee on a skateboard In the half pipe in the backyard that Tuesday night And I'm only gonna pierce my left ear And I've been working on this mustache all summer Well, in our previous segment, we um, talked a little bit about how we got started knitting and, and released the inner knitter um, in us. So we thought in this segment we'd just kind of continue on with that and, and um, things that you need to know when you're learning to knit. So, Kate, what, what did you have trouble with um, in the beginning or, or things that you needed help with? And, and you know, why don't you talk about that a little bit? Well, um, the thing that comes to my mind, first of all, is uh, I had a blog post on my site where I actually clipped a pattern that I found online, and I was like, look at this. What does this mean? It's like K2P2. It's got some stars. It's got some commas. It's got some, you know, Y-O's and some C-O's. Yo. And, yeah, I don't know what this means. What is this stuff? It's like Greek. And and I guess, like, that just comes with time for new knitters. Um which is why I really want to encourage uh, more knitting together because um, it's nice when you can show somebody or call somebody. Uh, I think I've even called um, you guys in the middle of the night or sent a text message saying, okay, what does it mean knit a little bit of waste yarn? I don't know what that means, you know, because <laughs> did it make sense? So um, what about you? What was the thing that you felt like you needed help with when you were getting started? Well, I, I think, I mean, just expanding on what you're saying, you know, first of all, 
you were a blogger before you were a knitter, mm-hmm. and and I did that in the reverse order. I'd been oh. knitting for um, about a year before I started the blog, yeah. um, so so I didn't really have that kind of support either. So I I, I did a lot of online research, and and I had um, like the knitting for dummies book, you know, yeah. which was you know Michelle's suggestion. She was like, you know, get a get a good book that covers all the basics in it. And so, you know, I was I would I would read it, but it was like I don't understand and I don't I don't get it. I think I think the hardest thing for me is I have a little bit of an obsessive personality. <laughs> a little bit, huh? <laughs> a little a little bit. Um yeah, as people get to know me, I I, I do kind of go all out when mm-hmm. I, you know, take up something. I, I used to rubber stamp a lot and I've got hundreds of rubber stamps down in my craft room um, that are just kind of sitting there by themselves because I'm mm-hmm. knitting now. And, and, you know, <laughs> but when, when I first started, it was like, ooh, if I'm a knitter, I must have yarn. And I don't always want to be running out, you know, and trying to buy something specifically for a project. I want to be able to, to you know, have it and pick it and, and let it speak to me. So I, I even... Yeah. At that time, I, I knew it's like I needed a relationship with the yarn, but it's like, I don't know, it's, it's, it's like you're looking for love in all the wrong places. <laughs> <laughs> Buying all this yarn that you don't know if you can use. Well, it was, even more than that, I, I never stooped to Red Heart. I'm sorry, you mentioned <laughs> it in the first segment, and it was just, oh, I'm shocked. Um, but, you know, I went to Hobby Lobby, and I think I, you know, I bought some of the, I don't know what their their main brand is. I can't remember. Yarn B or something. I don't think no, it wasn't Yarn B. It was a little maybe a step up from from that <laughs> even. And, and definitely no Fun Fern, no eyelash yarn. I I, I just I, I never really got into that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I liked it was the colors and the textures I liked. So I mean, you know, I really think at the time I was a yarn snob without knowing it. But like at Michael's, I would I, I bought like you know some of the patents and you know which is you know fine yarn and and but I had all of this yarn that um, I, I hesitate to say the cheap yarn because it's it's not that it's bad yeah but it but it just I was just accumulating it right with with really no you know yeah. thought or or purpose and even when I found our wonderful yarn store um, Simply Fibers here in Springfield. You know, I was, I, I would, I would see something. It was like it was the colors, and I would buy because it was soft, and I would get you know one or two skeins. Yeah. So my stash consisted only of one or two skeins of everything. Well, then you're really pretty limited to it's got to be scarves, or it's going to have to be mittens, or you know, I, I had no clue how to make socks at the time. Not that I had sock yarn. Um, yeah, one, of, one, of, <laughs> one of the things that um, Carol, I overheard Carol telling one of our new uh, members of Knit Together, Jacob, was, um, you know, if you're going to learn to knit, you need to learn how to read a yarn label so that you know what yarn goes with what pattern. And that's a great point for new knitters um, so that they don't go about <laughs> buying yarn that they may or may not ever need and then feel like they're not accomplishing anything. Absolutely. You know, um, yardage is important because, you know, one skein of Noro is a hat, whereas one skein of, you know, that $45 um, yarn that you were mentioning earlier is not (laughs) a hat. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I think that that's kind of an important thing to remember. But um, 
Well, and and yeah, it's it's hieroglyphics on there too, as far as yeah. like the the care and everything. And <clears throat> I I think when I started, um, I wanted to learn how to make socks, and I bought like a basic sock pattern from Carol because. You know, I don't even know. It's like, why don't I get a sock book that has a whole bunch of patterns? No, I buy like one pattern that, <laughs> time. Uh, you know, and and it was a fine pattern. And, you know, I, so I, I'm like, she's like, well, here's the sock yarn, you know. So I'm like picking out something, and I'm like, ooh, I like this. And even at that time, I'm thinking, well, it's socks. Socks should be black. So I'm picking out this, <laughs> this black. solid black, like kind of a worsted, you know, weight yarn so, I mean, there, there were going to be more of a bulkier, you know, footy rather than a pair of socks I would actually wear, you know, in my shoes. And, you know, I, I don't even remember what the first thing was I picked up, but she's like, well, you probably don't want to do that because you have to hand wash. Yeah, and that's what it's she like, did with you me, know, too. read the label. Yeah. It's like, oh. I mean, and, and it, there's so many other things to think about. It's like, yeah, you know, you probably aren't going to want to hand wash your socks every time you wear them. So let's look first. Ooh. Superwash, that's a good word to know. <laughs> Superwash and uh, knowing about the what how much nylon is in the socks so that you'll know how much um, stretch you're going to have because you don't want to knit a pair of great big thick wool socks that aren't going to stay up, you know. And, right. And you don't want to have to be on your first pair of socks adding elastic to those socks, you know. Although honestly, I mean, you bringing that up, I think if, if, if I ended up in that situation, I'd still be calling you or Sarah or Brienne going, um, what did I do and how do I fix it? And what would we because, say? Um, <laughs> rip it. Rip it out. <laughs> rip it out. Start all over. And, and it's just because you want to torture me. Yeah, we torture um, each other that way. Oh, we really think you should frog the whole thing. <laughs> yeah, you need to start over. Uh-huh, we're pretty sure. But but I no, I mean, that's what what do you do? And I mean, what, what do you look for in that? Because that's not something I've really ever considered when I'm picking sock yarn. Yeah, if you don't have a local person to um, turn to to say, look at this sock, look how it slouches on my foot. Um, like I said, you know, taking a picture and posting it in Flickr. Um, Crazy for Knitting is one of the groups that is just um, outrageously helpful to everyone. They were very helpful to me and I met a lot of great people and um, knitters and I read their blogs all the time just because they were so helpful. And a lot of them um, you know, they weren't even that veteran. They were pretty new knitters, but they had the same question. And so they, you know, and that's the thing is um, some of those questions that might seem silly to us now were questions that everybody has, you know. So right. some, something like that, um, you know, people are able to help. So obviously that's a good place to go. Where else um, can you go when you're stuck? Well, I have a question for you before before we move on with that, because you said something that <laughs> I'm thinking, silly question. I mean, you actually swatch your socks? Um, actually, I don't. I'm not an avid. I was going to say, I've never swatched for yeah, socks. Yeah, I'm not an avid I mean, is swatcher. that bad? Are we, are we like bad knitters now if we well, admit that we don't swatch <laughs> for socks? Shh, don't tell easy. Oh, no. Um, we could have the Elizabeth Zimmerman look outlook on that is that, you know, you just knit a sock and find somebody who can fit your sock other than knitting for someone. But, um, you know me, I knit toe up and then you try it on as you go. And um, I'm just an addict of the toe up. And um, I think there's a big difference between um, you and me as knitters in one specific way. And that is I am a product knitter. I like the end result. I rarely have multiple whips 
and um, this is like the first time that I've ever had that more than one thing going at the same time. I'm a monogamous knitter. I knit on my project until it's done, but um, and I do it kind of my way. You know, I like knitting my socks toe up so I can use every last bit of the yarn. I can try it on as I go, and you know, I don't really have a huge desire to ever knit cuff down. So, you know, swatching doesn't really make a big difference to me because um, I just make sure that as I'm knitting the toes, if I like the fabric, then I just increase until it fits and then start going. <laughs> well, that is one of the benefits of, of the toe-up socks, mm -hmm. and, and I do enjoy making them that way, I, especially the two at a time because yeah. um, I, I do have the second sock syndrome. But I think you were going to start to um, maybe accuse me of being a process knitter. Well, I think I was going to start to accuse you of being <laughs> a... Um, you know, that you enjoy working with the yarns a lot more, whereas I, I like to knit with the pattern more. So, like, um, as Okay, say, well, that, know, that might be true, because I yeah. would say, you know, I'm definitely a product knitter. Well, you know me. You're like, have you ever yeah. knit a pattern that you haven't altered? You know, I'm like, well, here's a pattern, but I'm going to do this and this and this and change it. You right. Know? And I'm relatively new, so I'm pretty technical, I guess. That's probably it. Right. Um, and I think that's why I remember Sarah going, oh, you know what, you're really going to like techknitting.com. I think it's maybe techknitting at blogspot.com. I can't remember the link, but we'll put that in the show notes. Um, that. But because uh, it's technical, it's all about, you know, how the stitches work with each other. And once you understand that, you'll have just this phenomenal light bulb moment go off and go, oh, now I can fix stitches that have dropped because I understand how to pick them back up again, you know, because you understand how they work. So, um, so I was just saying for you, I think it's, a lot of the times it's about the fiber, you know, like I've never known anybody who's so obsessed with Dream and Color Smushy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, uh, there you go. And I, I, but the colors are so pretty. I know. Oh, listeners, if you have not bought Dream and Color Smushy, see, go to the Looping You. Yes. Go to your, you know, find see. it. It's, oh, it's just an... Yeah, the only yarn wonderful. that I've found that w that does that that makes me want to run out and buy it is the Volmiza, which obviously is very impossible to get here in the states. So um, I'm waiting for some more to go on sale at the Loopy U, so I can spring on it and buy next it next week. Next week, it's going to be in the sneak up next week. Oh. Very sad. Well, so. we should not post this podcast until after that, then, so that I can get first dibs on it. Right? We shouldn't. <laughs> we shouldn't. We should. So yes, it's yeah, it's it's lovely too. But but most of the time, I go out and look at the patterns, and then look and fall in love with the pattern, and then I look at the yarns to see what I like, you know, um, to see what what it is that I might like to use. So I'm kind of backwards. It's not like I buy the yarn and then try to find something to use it for. Like oftentimes, whenever you've given me yarn or I've taken from your stash when you were trying to get rid of some of your <laughs> one or two stains, I only take it with a project in mind. You know, like I'm going to use it for this and I'm going to use it for that and try not, you know, that's just the way it is with me. So my stash is not very big at all. See, so I think actually I'm the, I'm the one who does things backwards. Yeah. I, I think you're more normal. <laughs> get a pattern by the yarn. By that way. It's like yeah. you start with the pattern and, and you know, and, and, and you look at the, you know, and especially the beginning there, I know I studied the patterns to see, it's like, okay, do I understand what these stitches are and, 
And if there's something new, if there's so many new things that, oh, I don't want to try it yet, but mm-hmm. I'll find something else that, you know, like the first time that I, I had something with an SSK, which, yeah. you know, still took me forever to learn how to do it right. Um, and, and I finally know. But, you know, I, I think that... Yeah, I, I do. I see the yarn, and it's like, ooh, what can I make from this? <laughs> so whenever you – let me ask you the question about the SSK, because I know you say you know how to do it, but there aren't there, like, ten ways that you can do that? Like, slip one knit-wise, slip one purl-wise, and then knit them together, or um, just I'm knit- sure there are, but I think I think the – you know, whoever the knitting police are that um, <laughs> that the yarn outlet says there are no knitting police, but you know, wh- whoever first said this is how you're going to do that decrease, that it's it's actually you slip to knitwise, mm-hmm. and then you go in um, with the left needle, and I'm having to like do this with my hands because <laughs> I'm dyslexic when it comes to right and left through the front. But then you're wrapping the yarn around the right needle, just as if you were knitting. And um, one of one of the things that um, you know, Michelle, you know, when she, we would talk on the phone and we would talk, you know, like some patterns and stuff. And and um, I think that was one of the things when I first started knitting um, is that pretty much I was just going to knit whatever someone told me to. Uh. I wasn't I wasn't venturing out on my own. Now I knit what everyone else is knitting because I get caught up in the, <laughs> in the um, craze of, of what's going on, you know, online and in the blog world and, and all of that. But she was she was telling me that um the the lady who taught her how to knit, Karen, who um is also on Ravelry and, and um I friended her and I called her my um, like my fairy godmother of knitting um, <laughs> because you know she's she's the one who taught the one who taught me how to knit and um, she said you know if you take a look at it it's really it's almost like you're knitting two together through the back loop right it's yeah. about the same thing so for the longest time whenever I saw an SSK I just knit two together through the back, the back loop, loop and I didn't even try and and do it right and I guess it does twist it kind of you know yeah, maybe differently but. Um, you know, it's it's really imperceptible. I think I've so. heard that, you know, um, Easy might, like, slip the first one knit-wise and the second one purl-wise and then knit them together, but I'm not entirely sure on that. Maybe we can look up some different options and post some links to the SSK on the website um, on our show notes so that we can um, determine. Or maybe we'll have in a future episode a more technical yeah, um, segments and we can we can cover all of that. So. Yeah, because the PSSO, ooh, what a mysterious creature oh, that is! <laughs> I love that one. <laughs> oh yeah, and we definitely have to talk about Kitchener Stitch and some other things like that that we totally see. Love. And that's the problem. Once you taught me how to do the toe up socks, it's yeah. like there's no more Kitchener Stitch for me, and oh. I love the Kitchener Stitch. That's why you'll have to make some sweaters, and you can uh, close up the armholes that way. I, I do need to work on some sweaters, but um, so I mean I, I think this is a, a good point too, um, you know that we've been talking about um, when we get stuck. It's so nice to have the group of friends, you know, whether it's you know in person or over the internet or your blog yeah. um, friends, you know, who can help you, you know, and and, and who you call on. <laughs> right. Like, what does this mean? How do I do this? Yeah, and there are definitely. Um, some people, uh, Loopy Knitter, uh, my friend Jen, she totally helped me along the way, and Stacy from Very Pink, 
um, has often helped me tons of time. In fact, today I told her that she should start making video clips and selling them to people um, like via video podcasting, you know, so that she could um, make a little money helping all the people who contact her and ask her for help. So, um, you know, but you don't have to do that. There are so many people out there willing to help for free. Um, just because it has been done to them, you know, they've had the same problem, they, you need, they might need some help, they want to help other people, so, um, Ravelry is a great place, if you're not in Ravelry yet, go sign up now. We cannot say enough about the awesomeness that is Ravelry. Yes, we will have to do an entire podcast on Ravelry. And all Absolutely, the and it's been done before, but you know what, it can't be overdone. No, it it's, can't. You know, they're not worthy. <laughs> it, it, it has pretty much the answers to everything. The only thing Ravelry doesn't have that I can think of is like the Knitting Helps video. But yep. you know what? There's a website called Knitting Helps that has all the videos. So oh, yeah, so you, you can know. go there. Yeah, so I mean that's that, and that was one of the things that I when I found that it was like, oh good, I watched it, you know, over and over and over again and paused and and then. Um, I think I even uh, DVR'd some episodes of Nitty Gritty, um, you know, when they had a couple that were interesting to me, and I would, like, pause them and then, like, run them in slow motion. And that's how I finally figured out, you know, how to do the SSK, I think. <laughs> watching them on so, Nitty Gritty. Yeah. That's great. I, uh, like you, I just geekily downloaded them to my BlackBerry and kept them with me at all times so that... Um, if I was standing in line at the grocery store knitting and I went, didn't know how to do a K2 tog or something, I could look it up real quick. And um, believe me, there were just little things like that that I totally needed help with. I was not that technical at the time. I certainly <laughs> didn't have the fancy phone. So. Oh, we're getting you there. We're getting you there, though. We're, we're working on it. So, all right. So I guess we'll take a small break and go into our second, our last segment. Sounds good. Tammy, let's talk a little bit about how we actually started this podcast. Well, I think we both really believe that God gave us the idea, and he has just opened the doors for us to do this. Um, we, we both have differing talents, and um, they just work so well together. Um, and it's it's just been fun so far. Yeah. And we took the name Knit Together from um, a verse in the Bible in Colossians 2.2, and that begins with the words, that their hearts may be encouraged, being knit together in love, to reach all the riches of full assurance of understanding and the knowledge of God's mystery, which is Christ. Which is just a beautiful yeah. scripture verse. That is amazing. Amen. Um, we really wanted Knit Together to be an encouragement to our listeners, not just a podcast where we talk about knitting, but a podcast where we can where we can share our faith as well as... Um, our love of our Lord, Savior, Jesus Christ, and our love of this craft, knitting. Um, we pray that you'll listen as we talk about that faith and all the fun stuff like our current knitting projects and future plans and um, any upcoming events that might be happening in the knitting community as well as the Christian community. Right. Although knitting's been around for ages, 
technology has changed the face of the craft oh, so yeah. much because of the internet and blogs and now podcasting. Yep. And our listeners might wonder, you know, do we really need another knitting podcast? But we really want this one to be different by approaching it from a Christian perspective. Yeah, that's why we wanted to um, open our comments and our email to you for um, not only just questions and comments about knitting and about the podcast, but also for your prayer requests or any praise reports that you might have um, so that we can pray for you. Um, you can email any of those questions or prayer requests to info at knittogether.org or just leave us a comment on the Knit Together website at www.knittogether.org and uh, we look forward to hearing from you. We will definitely reply to any comments or emails that you send to us. So um, thanks again for listening to our first podcast. We would just love to hear what you think. And even if you're not a Christian, we hope you'll just enjoy the podcast as it's going to be fun. It'll be safe. Um, you know, we're not going to be having... Um, you know, anything that'll be raunchy or cursing or anything like that. And it's just going to be filled with lots of fun knitting content. Um, thanks again. And if you're in Springfield, Missouri area, we'd love to have you join us on Thursday nights for, um, you know, knit together in person, I guess. Yeah. Um, you can check the website for, for the details on that. And you can also find us on Ravelry. Our group there is also knit together where we will have some upcoming events and let you know if we're going to be out and about other than our regular Thursday um, knit together nights. Father, we just want to give thanks for each and every one of our listeners. Um, we want to give thanks to you for our husbands and their patience with us and our hobby and now taking on this extra um, podcasting endeavor, the time that it takes away from, from our husbands. We totally appreciate them. Father, we just are so grateful that you've given us a wonderful craft that not only brings us together, Father, but also gives us a beautiful outlet, um, a creative outlet where we can um, actually make things uh, usable, wearable items. Father, we just want to encourage our listeners in our prayers, so please send those listeners who need prayers to us so that we can um, lift them up in your name. Father, we give praise to you and all that you've done for us. Father, thank you so much for everything that you've given us. We just ask everything in your name. Amen. Amen. Circus of the night